0: It's Zo time. Welcome to the Zo time Show presented by HoopsandBruce.com. I will be your host for the day, Daniel Belts, And whew! The NBA season is back. Today marks the... basically start of the 2018-2019 NBA season with Media Day being here and already being passed. And it's exciting. The jitters are all there, the butterflies are in the stomach as... Fans all across the NBA get to see their teams go out there and speak to the media. And it kind of signifies that the offseason is over. There are things to talk about now. Um, whether it comes down to like players talking about what they expect from the season. Uh, training camp starts tomorrow. So by the time you guys probably hear this, the Lakers have already had their first practice and... It's exciting, like, it really is the start of the 2018-19 season. LeBron James is here, so are the rest of every single other Laker out there, and it's... It's honestly, probably since the 2012-2013 season, the most exciting time for a Laker fan. we... The shitty tank days are over you kind of felt that energy watching the press conferences yesterday and the interviews with every single player. You kind of heard the optimism that each player spoke of the experience they're going to get from LeBron James and just the playoff hopes, the championship aspirations as well. And like yesterday felt like Christmas, like it felt like you got to see everything you ever wanted. Like Your wildest dreams came true yesterday when you saw LeBron James basically walk up to that podium, sat down in his Laker jersey, and, like, it's it's happening. We got the best player in the world, and he's wearing a Lakers jersey, and today's episode is going to be heavily featured on just dissecting what each player said at the podium, and it's mainly going to be focused on LeBron James and the rest of the young core mixed in with some of the vets because let's face it, every Laker fan just wants to hear from LeBron James and the rest of the young core. Like, we already know what JaVale, Lance, Beasley, and Rondo can do, but this is kind of like what the expectations LeBron has on this season, where he sees himself at right now, mixed in with what the young guys kind of worked on over the summer, as well as what they feel like they need to do over the course of the season, and kind of like their expectations as well. Like, it's... Just very fun times in Lakerland. And if you haven't already, make sure you go and follow Hoops and Brews on Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. And make sure you follow along on Tuesday nights on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net station. Because you're going to hear Hoops and Brews. You're going to hear King's Watch. You're going to hear Time as well. Also, make sure you follow Time on all of those platforms as well. as Also, go ahead and follow Basket Sprawl. It's a pretty cool concept that uh, Sam B puts on. It's basketball mixed with pop culture. Like, I really enjoyed their latest episode when they were ranking all the Mar- Marvel movies. So, if you like Marvel movies mixed in with basketball, go ahead and b- follow Basket Sprawl. And, like, let's just get into basically what we're going to talk about the entire podcast. And that is Lakers Media Day 2018. Like, It's just very nice to see the timeline of Twitter, just all the Laker fans come back, because you see a lot of them drift to following the Dodgers over the course of the season, or the NFL is back, so you see people start to care about the NFL for three to four weeks, and I've mentioned this before, but once the NBA starts, I stop caring about the NFL. I don't really care about baseball, so that's not a problem. So now that basketball is back, the Lakers are back, and they're ready to take over the NBA, it's full force, we're just going to be talking about Lakers probably nonstop on here, and probably nonstop on the Twitter page as well, I know over the summer I kind of drifted to talking about movies, and somewhat like some football on the Zotime Twitter page, but now it's just nothing but basketball, because that's all that needs to really be discussed, and with LeBron James coming mixed in with all the other vets and all the other young players improving, there's a ton of talk about. So let's start with LeBron the GOAT himself. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with when Iron Man revealed himself to the world in Iron Man 1. And like, people kind of already expected him to reveal himself at Iron Man 1 at the end of the of the movie. That was kind of LeBron James yesterday, like we've seen him... In Lakers gear over the summer, you saw him show up to the summer league in Vegas, you saw him take pictures at the Laker facility, you saw him work out over the summer with Kuzma, with Ingram, but you haven't really heard LeBron talk about himself as a Los Angeles Laker and why he chose, why he came, and what he expects. So, yesterday was basically like LeBron revealing to the rest of the world, like. Hey, he's a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, the greatest franchise in the entire history of all sports. And, like, it's just... I, LeBron carries himself in the media like someone I've never seen. He handles it very well. He knows how to give the correct responses. He knows when to be sassy. He knows when to kind of put people in their place when they ask dumb questions. He just seems to answer every question with the correct energy and the correct response, and it's been refreshing. We haven't had someone like that in the media since Kobe left, and it's just great to see LeBron get in front of the cameras and just wear the purple and gold. Like, it's just fascinating. It's almost, and I've said this before on this podcast, it's almost like LeBron was always supposed to be a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, it was, like for whatever reason, he prevented himself from earlier in his career to be a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, and it seems like he finally just said, you know what, fuck it, this is where I should be, this is where my family needs to be, this is where I have the best chance to continue my basketball career, as well as explore other options, and just be the happiest he can be, also while pushing to another championship, because at the end of the day, that's what basketball teams work for, and he mentioned later in the um media day session that he is obviously a basketball player and that's why he came to Los Angeles for basketball and so we're just gonna go over some key responses that LeBron had during this media session because I feel like some of them are very important and we'll just start with like one of the first ones that stuck out to me and they asked LeBron if championships are the only thing that defines a successful season and I know a lot of people like did not like this answer, but he did say no, and then he went on to talk about how this is a new team and that they gotta work together. And like he's basically correct. There's always two sides of that coin when they ask you that question. You can either give the Kobe Bryant answer, which us Laker fans are always used to, and that's the the only thing that matters in a NBA season is whether you are a champion or not. Everything else is a failure. LeBron gives the flip side of that coin, and it's basically him saying, you know what? This is the first year that. This team has been together. If you look at all of LeBron's teams in the past, the first year he went to that team, they did not win a championship. Like the first year in Miami, they lost. They did go to the finals, but they did lose. And the first time back in Cleveland, they did go to the finals, but they did lose. So he has a different measure of success on what a team should do and what defines a successful season. That's basically them gelling together, them coming together, them bouncing ideas off of each other and Kind of setting up the foundation for many years to come so lebron sees it as somewhat of a marathon whereas kobe viewed each season as a sprint both lines of thinking are correct we should applaud both of them for thinking this way and not criticize one or the other and i mean it's true like what lebron said this is a very new team the Lakers returned about seven guys while adding, I believe, eight new ones in free agency and the draft. It takes time to mold together. There was a lot of roster turnover, and it starts with LeBron coming, Rondo, Beasley, JaVale, Svi, Bonga, Wagner. There's a ton of new faces in this Los Angeles Laker team. Like, it's not something that's going to magically happen overnight, but there are going to be a lot more wins this season, and... Even though he basically kind of said a championship doesn't define a successful season. Like, don't be surprised if the Lakers are actually champions at the end of the season. It's obviously a long shot. The Warriors are the clear-cut favorites. But just don't be surprised if the Lakers do get lucky and they do win a NBA championship. And just kind of like going into our, our next answer that he kind of went over is... LeBron James wants to play fast. Like, he noticed how fast and the pace that the Lakers played with last year, and he likes that. That helps him get easy buckets in transition. It pushes the pace, and it kind of gives him a breather if he's not the one running. Like, say Lonzo or Ingram push the tempo and just throw it up to Kuzma down the the floor for an easy basket. That's a possession where LeBron gets to kind of trail... In transition, kind of save his energy for the defensive side of the ball. Or save it for later in the game. So again, LeBron does like the pace that the Los Angeles Lakers play at. That probably was a key factor into him picking the Los Angeles Lakers as a team. Um, LeBron also went on to say how he's a team first guy. He always wants to pass and set up others. And that kind of fits into the Lakers mindset. You want to just pass, pass, pass and just get the easiest basket that you can, and that's what LeBron does, that's what Rondo does, that's what Lonzo does, that's what Ingram showed you that he can do when Lonzo was out, so the Lakers have a lot of facilitators, something that LeBron also mentions later down in his session as well as another reason why he likes this team. And I don't know why the Lakers still give Bill dumbass Plashkey like, media access, I just don't understand, but he decided to do what he always does, and let's just ask idiotic questions. Like, for whatever reason, Bill Plaschke has this anti-Laker kind of stance. And so, of course, he's going to ask about the business opportunities that kind of LeBron had. And that's what he believes, Bill Plaschke has said this, that he believes LeBron only came here because of The Hollywood aspect, the ability to produce films during the season, and he's he thinks that's the only factor that came into deciding where LeBron James played basketball. So, if the Lakers ever do hear this, like let's just stop giving Bill Plaschke this platform and stop allowing him to kind of just be at Lakers like media. Like let's just let's be smarter than that. But LeBron James kind of like redirected that question and said you know what it only came down to the Los Angeles Lakers and his family and he also mentioned that the business side aka the Hollywood side has already been taken care of and if you follow LeBron James his entire career you will notice LeBron James has done so much stuff in Hollywood with the Cavs with the heat that LeBron James could have done this anywhere And that it's already been taken care of. He's already played while doing this stuff as well. Like the more than a game documentary. That Amy Schumer movie that he was in. Where he was surprisingly the funniest person in that movie. And there's also this latest animated movie that I forget the name of. But he's also in. So he's done these things before. Before he even played for the Lakers. Like he's shown that his brand can do this. And that barbershop thing, I believe, was already filmed before LeBron even made his choice. So, LeBron is able to do what LeBron is able to do because he's LeBron James. Film, production, all these things will move to wherever LeBron is because he's LeBron fucking James. So, he did not need Los Angeles solely for Hollywood purposes. Like, that's just something we need to nip in the bud. Like, he could have gone anywhere. The production team will follow him wherever he goes. LeBron commands that kind of presence. So so just stop it with that. And call it kind of following up on that, someone also asked how does LeBron balance all the off-court stuff that LeBron does. And LeBron James gave a perfect answer. And that was, how long have you been following me? Because apparently you haven't been following me along that... Or you haven't been following him... Apparently not long enough because LeBron has always done this. LeBron's always been vocal off the court. LeBron's always had other business adventures off the court. That he's done so while being a basketball player and being the greatest basketball player of all time. So he can balance work and play and do it very effectively. So for all those saying, you know what, LeBron James only came to Los Angeles for the media... No, like he did not. He came here to play basketball. He could have gone to the Clippers if he just wanted L.A. He could have gone to um, the Warriors, who were probably only a 45-minute plane ride to L.A. if he wanted that. He could have chosen the Kings as well, which is another 45-minute plane ride from Sacramento to L.A. So he could have gone anywhere in California. He could have even gone to the Phoenix Suns, which would have only been a 45-minute plane ride to L.A. so he can attend all those off-the-court meetings, business ideas, movie production, all that stuff. Because, hell, maybe even in L.A. traffic, it might take him 45 minutes to get from point A to B, so... Just a lot of those naysayers need to shut the fuck up and just realize LeBron James is here to play basketball. Uh, LeBron was asked about the Warriors and, like, if they're able to compete with them right now, and he said... No, we're far away from being able to compete with them right now, but he wants the Lakers to someday get there. And LeBron, so do we. We want to see the Lakers take down the Warriors. We want the Lakers to be the first team to take down this Goliath. We want to be David. We want to hit him right in the mouth and kind of like just shift the seismic waves in the NBA and shift him towards Los Angeles. And so LeBron says we're far away, but... The Lakers can take steps to get there. And one of those steps is he likes the idea of multiple ball handlers. And again, LeBron, so do we. Because the Lakers having multiple ball handlers like Rondo, Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Hart even, it takes pressure off of him offensively. And one of the biggest um, complaints about LeBron in the in the past few seasons is He gives all of his effort on the offensive side of the ball, and on the defense, it lacks. So if we're able to take some of the pressure off of him offensively, he's going to be a better defender. And that's just a plus-plus for every single player on the team, and a plus-plus for the fans, because we get to see LeBron James get back to maybe his 2011 through 2014 days with the Heat, where he was a lockdown defender. So hoping that comes back in again with the idea of multiple ball handlers it's sort of like what Nash was supposed to do for Kobe at the end of his career before Steve Nash kind of like just got way too injured on the basketball court where Kobe still had to be the primary ball handler the primary facilitator the primary scorer and that just took a lot of Kobe's like took a lot of torque on Kobe's body at the age of 33 and that's Kind of why kobe broke down because he had to shoulder the load and he couldn't handle it at that stage of his career because father time always gets you so hopefully that doesn't that doesn't happen with lebron where lebron still has to shoulder the insane amount of workload that kobe had to in the 2012-2013 season and lonzo rondo ingram kuzma hart even zvi can kind of like be like hey bron chill we got this we could for others. We could score on our own. We're not the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're not J.R. Smith. We're not Kyle Korver. We can actually dribble and play correct team basketball. We're not George Hill. We're not going to shy under pressure. LeBron also likes the versatility of this team. He realizes we have multiple people that can attack the boards, multiple people that can pass, multiple people that can defend. He's not going to have to do everything. LeBron did not join the Cleveland Cavaliers. He joined the Los Angeles Lakers. That has people that could do A through Z. Where in Cleveland is basically just specialists and not even that great of specialists because let's face it if LeBron James had the correct specialists, he could have beat the Warriors but the Cleveland team was kind of shitty and it's a huge kind of confidence boost that LeBron even made the finals with that team because let's face it, it, it was shit. It had the Laker castaway, Jordan Clarkson, getting a lot of minutes in the playoffs, and I mean, we all saw how that turned out. So he likes the versatility of a versatility of Lonzo, like defense, rebound, playmaking. Rondo, playmake, playmake, playmake. Ingram can do it all. Kuzma can score in any way. So LeBron's not going to feel trapped. He's not going to feel like it's just one on five. He actually said he likes this team. Like he said we it wasn't just I if you follow along very closely in Cleveland he said I a lot when he got to LA the best franchise in the world he started saying we and one of the last things we'll talk about LeBron is LeBron is very complimentary of Rajon Rondo now I don't know if this is going to kind of be like a stamp of approval where he thinks Rondo should start because it seems like if you're LeBron's guy you're going to start because that's kind of what's happened the past couple years. If LeBron likes you you're going to play and you're going to get a lot of minutes because I do think LeBron actually did like Jr. Smith because they don't win that 2016 NBA Finals in game seven without Jr. Smith making a fuck ton of threes to keep him in the game. So I feel like once LeBron likes you you're in and you're going to get a ton of minutes and I feel like That might be happening with Rondo right now, but we'll see. Like, I still think Londo's the clear-cut starter and miles ahead. I wouldn't say miles, but he's still a way better player right now than Rajon Rondo, but we'll see. He said Rondo is very cerebral, he's very smart, and he's very competitive, and that's what LeBron wants. He wants people that just want to compete and want to give him the best chance to win. He also admires Rondo's high IQ. And I've never heard LeBron James say this about someone else, and that's that he sees a little bit of himself in Rajon Rondo, and that's kind of cool. And I'll admit, I was wrong. I, last year, like, in the summer of 2017, I was like, no, I want Rondo to stay the hell away from L.A. because he was a member of the 20, or the 2008... Boston Celtics had beat the Lakers in the finals, and I'm like, I just don't want anyone from that team to ever join the Lakers because that still haunts me to this day. Like game four, just terrible. Game six, god awful. So I just didn't want any reminders of that game to be on this team, but you know what? I am sold on Rondo being a backup point guard slash leader for this team. It just it's amazing how highly his peers talk about him like LeBron almost seems enamored with what Rondo can bring to this basketball just like regarding like his IQ and how he sees the game and how he can influence the game and that's pretty dope to hear LeBron James say this about someone else because everyone says that about LeBron so when LeBron finds that in someone else that's huge and now we're gonna go on into our next player that we're gonna talk about and that's Kyle Kuzma And I don't know about you guys, but, like, Kuzma does look different. He looks like he lost the baby fat. He looks stronger in certain areas, and he just seems a lot more mature. Like, this entire team seems like they got more mature over this offseason because, hey, they realized when the GOAT comes to your team, you better be ready for it, and not just physically but mentally. And it seems like they all progressed in every single area that they needed to be and exciting times when Kuzma says, you know what, he realizes he needed to work on the defensive side of the ball this summer, and I can't wait to see that in scrimmages, in preseason, and in the NBA season as well. If Kuzma can become a defensive presence in the NBA, he is going to be an all-star. He is going to be a perennial all-star. Like, he just has it. He has that it factor. Even um, one of LeBron's friends on Twitter, I believe it's like who is, it? is it, 73-9, and they lied, or Cuffs, or one of those people that kind of has, like, an end with LeBron says, you know what, Kuzma is LeBron's guy as well, and that's very exciting. I believe Kuzma almost spent every single day in the gym because that's all I saw on Instagram, that's all we saw on Twitter. Like, it seems like Kuzma just said, you know what, I'm just going to live in the gym this summer, and it shows. Like, just with... Uh, how confident he spoke the how people spoke about him and Josh Hart spoke about Kuzma saying he's never seen anyone work and improve as much as Kuzma did this offseason so like I'm ready to see year 2 of Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma was a first team all rookie last season and I'm excited. Like I'm ready. Kuzma year 1 was like scrawny Steve Rogers. Year 2 is when Kuzma is going to turn into Captain America and just be this awesome player that he's going to be. And Kuzma goes on to say that he's excited to learn from all of the vets. Um Kuzma also happened to say that Lonzo turned into a brick wall and if you saw Lonzo ball walk into the facility yesterday, you will notice LeBron or Lonzo looks like Levar, like he put on weight. Like he put on muscle. Like LeBron or Lonzo looks just the side by side pictures when Lonzo came from the 2017 media day to the 2018 media day is just fascinating. Like, Lonzo looks like he put on 10 to 15 pounds of muscles upstairs, and that's just crazy. And Kuzma said, all of the young core needed to come back stronger and smarter. And, like, it looks like all of them did. And Kuzma also likes that all of the young core seems to be on the same page to want to get better and to compete and Kuzma like specifies that it's that they want to not that they need to like so it's good that they realize that they should and it's a want instead of them being forced to and For these young kids to be acting like vets already like it's beautiful Kuzma seems ready to take on the challenge of playing with LeBron and I know LeBron coming here kind of had them all just take like a look in the mirror, give themselves a reality check, and be like, hey, if I really want this NBA lifestyle, if I want to be considered one of the greats, if I want to win championships, I need to up my game and just focus on basketball and just be the best player they can. And it seems like all of them did. Kuzma also goes on about how the majority of the players like Kuzma at um, Utah, Hart at Villanova, Ingram at Duke, Lonzo at UCLA, Svi at Kansas, Mo at Michigan. All of them come from winning backgrounds. Even Rondo with the Celtics, LeBron with the Cavs, and mainly Heat, uh, JaVale with the Warriors. Like, a lot of the players this season have are coming from winning backgrounds, so they expect to win, and they do not want to lose. And that's just another thing that you like seeing Kuzma kind of talk about him talking about winning and just not wanting to lose and I believe that not wanting to lose thing came from working out with Kobe over the offseason and Kuzma also talks about his hook shots that he practiced with uh, in high school where his high school coach had him shoot nothing but hook shots like he couldn't shoot threes it was just those hooks and like his footwork in the post that's just kind of cool for like Kuzma to kind of like say and another thing that kuzma kind of talked about was him watching film and how he texted rondo about the scrimmage that they played and rondo came away impressed with kuzma just taking it serious that's what these vets want they want you to take it serious and kuzma's doing it by watching film and i believe he watched it that day So not only did he scrimmage that day, but then later in the evening when he was recovering from the workout, he was watching film to kind of like just try to see what Rondo sees. Because if you can see what Rondo sees, you're going to be one hell of a a player if you can score like Kuzma. So again, I was very... I wouldn't say... how, How would I say this? I thought Kuzma, like last season, like... He'd be more efficient in years to come, but I always saw that, you know what, Kuzma will always just be this X-factor that will come into the game, score a lot of points, rebound when needed, and just basically be this main offensive player that his team needs him to be, but after hearing his entire session and what other players had to say about him, I would not be shocked to see Kuzma be a starter on this team for many years to come because of his wanting to get better on the defensive side of the ball. If you're going to play in Luke Walton's system, you got to be able to play both offense and defense. And if Kuz can do that, with how he's able to score, and the I call him the 2010 version of Antoine Jameson because Jameson was able to score in all these funky sort of ways, and that's what Kuzma can do while also being able to shoot the three. Like, I really just think Kuzma's going to be just one hell of a player like I always thought he didn't have this tremendous amount of upside he just had like this uh like he had already reached his I wouldn't say peak because he still would have improved but I just didn't see his upside being as high as an Ingram or Alonzo but now I think it's as high because Kuzma seems to be the hardest worker Kuzma seems to take it just to a whole nother level like Ingram Alonzo and Hart they're putting in the work they seem focused but for whatever reason like Kuzma seems to have that badge in 2K where you're just like this tireless worker. Like, he is that kind of person. He has a championship DNA, and I'm just very excited for Kyle Kuzma to go into this NBA season. I'm expecting big things from all these players, and I would not shock to see Kyle Kuzma make an all star team in the very short future. Like, I, that's how high I am on Kyle Kuzma. I'm probably high on all the players, the young core, just the same, but just, you can't help but be just so impressed with just how kyle kuzma was talked about yesterday and i'm just very excited for the 2018-2019 season next we'll talk about slender man the silent assassin aka brennan ingram and so it's a huge difference from listening to like kuzma speak and lebron speak and then you go to ingram who is very like self-reserved doesn't really go into much detail about what he worked on over the summer, but Ingram does seem to be more relaxed with the media. He kind of like knows how to handle himself. He gives you, like you ask him these questions and like he'll sort of give you an answer, but like he's not gonna give you the full answer. He's kind of like reserved in that way. And Ingram sees his progression this summer and him as a NBA player as a steady progression. He basically works on the same things over and over and over again, just trying to fine-tune his craft, and this summer he took care of his body, basically. he said when he felt anything, like, starting to hurt, he'd stretch it out, he'd roll it out, and he would just get stronger with where he'd feel some discomfort, and he wants to play all 82 games, like, he made it a thing this summer to kind of, like, prepare himself physically to get ready for that 82-game grind, I hate to break it to Brandon Ingram, but he's gonna be playing more than 82 games this season, so he's gonna to need to be ready for the 90-ish plus game season because we are making the playoffs this season. Another thing that Ingram touches on is he says LeBron built the blueprint on like how to move, basically, like how to work, how to handle yourself, how to move in silence, and just get people to kind of follow you. Like with, when LeBron works out, when LeBron gets in at 6 a.m., people follow. So Ingram kind of wants to move like that as well. And like that's just cool as shit to see that Ingram's already kind of trying to take these things from LeBron and use it himself to get others to follow him. So it's just cool. It's like you see your mentor doing something, you do it, and you try to inspire others to do it. And one of Ingram's biggest thing that he just tries to work on all the time is confidence. Like confidence from everywhere on the court. Confidence in like your mental uh, health as well. Like being a basketball player takes a toll on you because if you don't perform, you hear all these things in the media, on Twitter, and you just got to be like mentally prepared for the NBA season just as much as the NBA season. And what he's trying to do is just grow confidence and just be confident in himself. He is just such a quiet assassin. And like I said, when they asked him what he worked on this off season, like he didn't really like go into detail like what he did. He just like says he worked, he worked, he worked. He doesn't like playing video games. He just likes playing basketball. And that's basically like all he did this summer. And you can just tell he enjoys this journey on becoming this all time great that I think he can be. And while he might not go into detail on what he's doing he just stresses that he focuses on the details like how to score how to pass how to defend and I just expect him to see like a much more focused Brendan Ingram on the defensive side of the ball because last season he had a lot of lapses where like he would just kind of like have a brain fart and kind of get lost on defense I expect him to never be lost on the defensive side of the ball this season like I think Rondo's going to help put him in the best situation. I think Lonzo is going to be I basically think Lonzo and Rondo are going to be the same like kind of player this year. Like I think when Lonzo comes off the court and Rondo comes on, I think the team's not going to lose a beat. They're going to be vocal point guards telling them where to be on defense because Lonzo does see both sides of the court very well, so he's just kind of going to get his players in better position as well as LeBron. LeBron is going to make sure Brandon Ingram is where exactly he needs to be to kind of be LeBron James' Scottie Pippen. Because that is a next jump for Brandon Ingram. I know people like to say Brandon Ingram can develop into Kevin Durant. I don't see that. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest scorers I've ever seen. And I don't think Brandon Ingram will ever become that great at scoring, but I do see him becoming Scottie Pippen. And I think that's the ceiling for Brandon Ingram. And Scottie Pippen is a top 50 NBA player of all time. He's on the Hall of Fame. He's a six-time champion. So that's lofty goals for Brandon Ingram. But you look at the things that Scottie Pippen did well, Brandon Ingram can already kind of do those things well. So if Brandon Ingram, like he said, continues to work on those things, progresses, gets confidence. He's going to develop into one hell of a player because... Brandon Ingram goes on to say he thinks he can do everything on the court, whether that's scoring, passing, and defending. If you look at Scottie Pippen over his entire career, what does he do well? Score, pass, defend. And one thing I got very excited when I heard about what Brandon Ingram spoke on is about cutting. And that's when someone has the ball and you cut to the rim to get fed for an easy layup or a dunk. We missed a lot of cutters last season. And that might be because the wrong person had the ball in his hands to, like, miss those cutters, like a Jordan Clarkson, who wasn't the greatest passer, a Isaiah Thomas, who, I mean, you can't blame him for missing things because he's only, like, 5'9". I believe Randall did miss a lot of those cutters, but Randall was able to score efficiently on his own. But cutting is going to be huge in the system because you have LeBron James, you have Rajon Rondo, and you have Lonzo all able to get you the ball compared to only Lonzo was able to do that last season and with Lonzo missing 32 games like yeah our team missed a lot of cutters because Tyler Ennis was the gamer Alex Caruso so it's going to be huge for the team to hit open cutters this season to get easy baskets and they asked Brandon Ingram how's the uh, team chemistry going to improve and he said you know what the best way to get better as a team is just work hard work hard in the gym get better as an NBA player get better as a teammate and just when you're in the gym the amount of hours that these teams are just be the best you you can do work as hard so your other teammates know that hey like he's working his ass off I'm gonna work my ass off and we're going to get closer as a team just putting in the work and that's the best way to get closer as a team and he talked about Lonzo, Rondo, and LeBron having just this all-time high IQ and that they're able to see the floor so well that he and Kuzma are just going to get open looks and they should just shoot every time they're down the floor and like he said it laughingly but like hey it's true these people are going to find you and the funniest thing about Ingram's interview was that the entire team was trying to use context clues on where LeBron was going this summer and hey so were we Ingram we were following Um, LeBron's movements everywhere we were seeing where his kids were checking out high schools at and he was using context clues we were using context clues as well so it's just like this was probably the most I've seen Ingram kind of like open up he just seemed more relaxed he had a overwhelmingly good presence over the media and that's just dope to see I believe Ingram's going to be here for a very long time and he like Kuzma is going to be a perennial. I think every member of the young core is going to make at least one all-star. I think like later down the road when the Lakers are the 65 to 71 team, I think Hart's going to get one as well. And I do believe Lonzo is going to be a perennial all-star as well. So the next player we're going to talk about is Lonzo Ball. And the first thing you notice is Lonzo came in looking like LeVar or the Hulk. Like it, it was insane. And... My boy TPJ pointed out Lonzo looks swole as shit, and hey, Lonzo looks swole as shit. Like, he definitely said, you know what? I can't move this summer because of the. uh, I can't play basketball because of my knee, but I'm going to get stronger in other areas. And Homeboy came looking like he was the fucking Hulk in the uh, Marvel movies. Like, Lonzo looks like he might be able to beat the shit out of. The point guards or the guards that kind of like give him shit like a Jamal Murray or a Patrick Beverly or so-and-so and Lonzo goes on to speak about how everyone wants to get better individually to help the team and like that's the best way to get to where Laker fans want the team to go just get better individually and the championships will come soon um Lonzo speaks very highly of Rajon Rondo. Lonzo said that many times Rondo is the smartest dude on the court. He says that he admires how much talking that Rondo does on the court. And that's what he wants to learn from Rondo. Like, Zo wants to become a vocal leader. And the Lakers have the correct vocal leader right now in Rondo and also LeBron. So this is what Lonzo's next step is to become. And that's a vocal leader. So we'll see. Lonzo needs to take that step as well, because honestly, besides shooting and scoring, Lonzo's really talented, like just very, very, very talented, so once he improves the scoring and the shooting, the kind of, he has the other fundamentals kind of like already like established and they can improve as well, but just the other parts of the game he can improve on, like being vocal, like being a leader. And that's what Rondo's going to help him become. And Lonzo speaks about the film session that he had with Magic and Rondo. And, like, he was blown away by the amount of things both those point guards saw. Like, he said, Magic Johnson's the best point guard. And just, like, when Magic talks, you shut the fuck up and listen. And he said he felt that same thing with Rondo. Like, these are two point gods. And when they speak, you're going to listen to them. And... He says he spent a lot of time in the weight room. It shows, like, Lonzo, like, congrats. Like, you came back a new man. And that's what Palinka and Magic wanted all these young guys to do. It's like, hey, like, we know you can work on the court, but we need you to take that next step in the weight room. Like, they gave all those players, like, uh, an NBA comparison and, and what they looked when they came in as a rookie and what they came into, like, year five looking. And,. Lonzo looks like he's up for that challenge and hopefully he's healthy for all 82. We can just hope. Because last year he only played 50 and they were like 24 and 26 when he was playing. So they were almost a 500 team with them playing without LeBron. So if he's healthy, this team is going to look fantastic. And he says he put a lot of work in the film room as well since he wasn't able to be on the basketball court. And Lonzo can see other areas on the court to attack he can see where teammates want the ball, he can see what else he needs to do on the defensive side. Like, it's just really awesome hearing Lonzo kind of have this mature outlook on the basketball court. And he said, "LeBron adds a boost in every way, whether it's your work ethic, your IQ, your team. He just, like, LeBron is this automatic 10, 15, 20 win addition. Speaks about, like, LeBron liking you and just developing the chemistry with LeBron like it's clear if LeBron doesn't like you you're not going to be on the team look at Isaiah Thomas in Cleveland if you don't develop that chemistry like LeBron's going to either get you out of the rotation or you're just going to find yourself in a different city and Lonzo says he didn't tweak his shot he just got stronger but like he didn't tr- tweak the release but like he did do things to kind of make his shot more fluid and easier and he says it's it's not as much of a fling And it's just more of a natural shooting motion. He moved a bit of the start from the left side to kind of like middle left and he does hold his follow-through longer than he did last season. So like he did make adjustments to his shot but he didn't necessarily tweak his shooting release. So we'll see like if you watch the videos it definitely does look different. It's just he's got a stronger base. He says him being stronger is kind of like it's easier for the for him to shoot a lot more because when you're not strong, you're gonna fling the ball. You're just gonna like say, fuck it. Now he's a bit stronger, he's able to kind of control a shot more and hopefully it leads to a better and more improved shot, a higher percentage, and yada yada yada. He talked about multiple playmakers and how The team just wants to push and transition, play fast, play fast for LeBron. And yeah, like Lonzo also kind of like feeds off of what Brandon Ingram was saying about confidence. Like once they all become confident in their own skin and kind of like just be toned from the naysayers, like they'll improve. Just you got to have confidence in yourself and have confidence in your game. Lonzo spoke about how... He feels like if he was just able to score and shoot a bit better last season, he wouldn't have had as many haters as he did last season, and that's true. If he just shot 5% higher from 3.5%, 5% higher from the field, and maybe like 10% higher from the free throw line, he wouldn't have this many naysayers out there. He'd have a lot more people in his camp fighting for him, and I believe that's what he's going to show this season. And last but not least, out of the encores Josh Hart and when Josh Hart speaks, that's the player I most want to hear from because I just believe like Hart is just the right kind of funny, the right kind of mature, the right kind of like high i q, the right kind of like comedy really like he's one of my most favorite people to watch being interviewed in. Like he just says like a lot of like funny things and then he'll mix in like some truth and it's just cool to see. So when they asked him about like how much the vets can like help this team and how much they can take over with their veteran leadership, like he likes it, like he wants that, but he does not want that to stunt the young guys from becoming their own leaders and developing their own leadership roles and like that's one of my favorite answers, like Josh Hart recognizes they can learn so much from them but he also wants the young guys to do it on their own to become these leaders because one day LeBron, Rondo, JaVale, Lance, and Michael won't be there. It'll just be Hart, Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram so they're going to have to develop into what those players are now so he wants those leaders to help them kind of become leaders and that's just one of my favorite answers on the day and I'm just so glad Josh Hart sees this. I feel like he sees the entire picture, to whereas, like, Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo might only be looking at one thing right now. I think Josh Hart sees all of it. Like, he's. He saw this at Villanova. Like, he saw. So, one really great thing about Villanova is, like, their players stay. So, he sees the senior leaders kind of like help the young players, like the freshmen or the sophomores, become their own man and become their own leader. Um, you saw like, Hart probably did that with Dante DiVincenzo and others at Villanova. So like, he kind of wants that to transpire into the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's going to be dope. And right now my nephew is coming in the room, so I believe he's going to say hi right now. But yeah, it's just... Dope to see. You want to say hi, buddy? Yeah. What that? Uncle's talking about the Lakers. You want to say hi? What's in the sound? No, I'm talking to the microphone. You want to say hi? What that microphone? What about that sore? Just say "Go Lakers." Not here. All right. No. And then, so let's see one thing Josh Hart worked on as well was his handle over the summer league like he used summer league to kind of like measure his improvement and that's just dope to see like we all saw him improve over the summer we saw him become the summer league MVP and he's just one hell of a player like you saw how great he was at the end of last season in April and he continued that in June July and it seems like he worked the entire summer and he can create for himself. He worked on his handle. He can create for his, uh, for others. And he wants to be this guy that... You know what? When they talk about how great of playmakers and ball handlers that the Lakers have, he wants to be mentioned in that category as well. Yeah, and sorry about that. My nephew's just hanging out with me for the day. But again, like Josh Hart wants to be just one of those guys. And when you hear the... Uh, young core talk about each other it's it's fascinating they all have this mutual respect between all of them and that's what you want to see like these young four like this young core four realizes they're going to be together for a long time so they got to click they got to grow together and they just got to be the best teammates to each other and the best individual players they can be because they realize they're going to have this tremendous weight on carrying the franchise into title-winning days, and it's just great to see. And he talks a lot about Kuz. I believe Josh Hart and Kuz developed, like, this brotherhood over the summer because they worked out every single day together, basically. And he talks about Kuz looking unstoppable, and he improved a lot in every single area, like, of, like, his basketball, like, just ability like mainly defense and playmaking and he said that he takes pride in himself being a great defender and he made Kuzma take tough shots and Kuzma still made them over Josh Hart so like I'm excited for Kuzma this season I can't stress that enough and it seemed like every single young core four player gave the same answer about like just where they see each other and like how they are going to improve going forward and it shows that this team is on the same page and that's what I like. Josh Hart also says he's a junkyard dog. He just wants to compete. He just wants to fight and he just wants to win. And that's just great things to hear. And then we'll click we'll quickly go over the best of like the other sound bites that came from Media Day. Beasley basically said he can play anywhere from the two spot to the five and we're gonna have one hell of a small ball root or small ball rotation with him in at the five and with him being able to score and shoot as well as he does he probably can play the two if he put like Ingram, Kuzma, and LeBron with him so some of these rotations Luke's going to come up with over the season it's going to be going to be very interesting to say the least. Lance said defense starts with being in tip-top shape and you can tell that the young Laker players clearly heard that and they clearly came back in tip-top shape and It honestly does like if you work your body and you work your strength to where it needs to be over the summer like you can improve vastly just by doing that and Lance wants to bring a fun and defensive mindset to this team and this team was already a very fun and a kind of good defensive team without him so I'm excited to see what he can bring to this team. JaVale said he's going to be a rim runner a shot blocker a dunker and a screener for this team. JaVale knows his role, and I believe when he does get minutes, he will do well. So Rondo and Braun are going to get him such easy dunks. Basically what Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Draymond did for JaVale last season. Like, JaVale was very, very, very efficient because he didn't take tough shots. And LeBron, Rondo, and Lonzo will get him many, many lobs, many just roll to the basket, easy fucking dunks like Clint Capella does with the Houston Rockets and yeah Javel also said he did work on his mid-range and he said he can make it splash from three when needed but he's not going to shoot threes unless Luke Walden actually says hey shoot and Javel also said he's become a more patient player over the course of career instead of trying to do too much by himself at one time he realizes his role and that's exciting uh Zubac said he was inspired by Luke because Luke said The center position is going to be open for minutes and Zubak wants to be a member of the Lakers and actually produce on the court. And you can tell that Zubak seems to be in better shape this season than he was last season because Zubak just looked like he put in no effort over last year's summer and you can definitely tell that he did this season. He also happened to play for Croatia over the summer for their national team so it's just Zubak putting in work right there. Rondo goes on to say the young guys are like sponges, and just from hearing Kuzma talk about Rondo, Lonzo talk about Rondo, and even Hart and Ingram, like, yes, these young guys are sponges. They're ready to learn from these vets, and they're ready to become their own player. Rondo says he's very excited to play with LeBron, like, who else wouldn't? Like, you get to play with the greatest player of all time. And then another thing Rondo kind of, like, goes over as, and it's when he's talking about Lonzo, and... He sees Lonzo as an unselfish player like himself and he says he likes point guards playing like Rondo and like Lonzo he calls playing like that the right way as being a pass first point guard setting your teammates up kind of dictating just like how to get your teammates easy open looks and whatnot and like he kind of took a shot at the guys that shoot 28 times a game and that's basically Russell Westbrook like it was Rondo's not shy on speaking his mind and taking shots at people, so it was just kind of funny to see Rondo kind of take that shot at those players that care about getting 30 shots up a night from the point guard position. Because, hell, you even look at Curry. Curry doesn't shoot 30 times a game. Like, he plays within the flow of the offense and tries to get his teammates open looks. That's why his assist numbers skyrocket in the playoffs and in the regular season when Durant joined. And then you look at Zvi, who really didn't say much, which doesn't surprise me. Svi seems to be kind of like this machine that just shoots threes and plays really good defense and rebounds. Just, he just seems like a basketball robot and that's something that he and Kawhi might bond together over next season in LA and they asked about Magic and the others being very impressed with him making so many threes in the scrimmages and Svi basically said he wasn't impressed. He does it all the time so it's just like nothing new to him and that's just crazy. Caruso and Ware said that Zvi is going to be the still of the draft, and they didn't realize how good of a defender he was. And just, like, recapping all of this shit, like, I'm excited. And Laker fans everywhere should be excited as well. Like, this team seems ready to just say, I'm here, and I'm just going to just... Kind of like when Thanos basically said, you should fear this, no, fear me. Like, hey... Fear us. The Lakers are here to take over the 2018-19 season. We're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna be a top four seed in the West. Top two, I'm assuming. I, I honestly think we'll be the number two or three seed, but we'll see. And yeah, these kids seem very humble, but they're also very hungry. And I haven't been this excited about Lakers basketball in a long time. Like we haven't seen the Lakers play above 500 basketball in five years. Like I'm just ready to see them win over 40 games i'm ready to see them hit 50 wins i'm ready to see them playing past my sister's birthday which is april 14th i haven't seen that since 2013 and we didn't even see kobe play that season because he had that achilles injury so he missed all four games against the spurs in the playoffs so it's been a long time like these kids just seem like they're ready to take over and the vets seem ready to teach as well as showcase their talents and Javale. Rondo, Lance, and Michael Beasley are all kind of like castaways, and I feel like they're seeking vengeance this season, and LeBron calls them like the misunderstood team, and you know what? They might be misunderstood, and I just believe they're going to have this fantastic season, and we're just going to surprise a lot of people. It's going to be a really great season. Make sure you follow Zotime Podcast on Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, as well as Hoops and Brews, as well as Basket Sprawl. Again, this has been Daniel Belts, and, man, next time you will hear from me, we will actually be able to speak about the training camp, whether Lonzo is in the starting rotation or not, whether he's healthy for a five-on-five. We'll be able to talk about LeBron, like, getting in scrimmages against the whole team and what they take away from it. So, man, until the next time we speak, go Lakers.